Greetings, this is Uncle Otis with the Uncle Otis Show and Cheeky Eye Productions. Indie soul music is an American musical art form, an artistic amalgamation of jazz, soul, R&B, blues, hip-hop, and gospel. Now in the midst of its 20th anniversary, it has become a culture with its own global cultural musical language. Play it for most and within the immediate chords or drum pattern, the sound, the vibe, the organs are justifiably identified. Actually, it's really not important what each individual calls it or even how they identify with it. Indie soul music has become more than just a movement. It is now a bona fide genre of music that we created. Join me in saying happy 20th anniversary indie soul music. You are an American musical art form and undeniably black music. Peace and blessings, everybody. I want to welcome everybody to the Uncle Otis Show podcast. Uh, man, let me turn this off so you can hear me better. <laughs> Yo, that was Black Star. Um, Yo, oh, it's one of my favorite tunes of Ndambi's. Uh, really dope tune. Uh, man, who? Uh, Kenneth Crouch. That's who was the producer of that amazing tune. We released um, that one on the Tuning Up and Cosign and Double CD we did back in 2001. Uh, it was supposed to be a single uh, for the uh, record, but for some reason, uh, no, not for some reason, it was, it was man, that song was way beyond uh, its time. It was ahead of its time. You know what I mean? It's just the sound and everything else. So uh, it was one of those things that, um, you know, we just kind of put it in the back burner. It was it was a shame, man. I paid a, man, I think I paid a $5,000 production fee for that song. And uh, yeah, but uh, yo, hey, music is still alive. People are still finding out about the music each and every day. And uh, I might do something special with that one. So uh, yo, check it. My name is Uncle Otis. Uh, I'm your host of the Uncle Otis Show. I'm coming to you live from my home studio here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the center of the world. Uh, and, uh, yo, uh, it's my new podcast. I've uh, had a couple little miscellaneous little vibes out there, but nothing uh, complete. So this is the inaugural episode, and I couldn't have thought of a better time to have it than... Um, First of all, what number? We're going to call this episode number 2020. Episode number 2020. You know why? Because we're going back. Back, 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 back over the past 20 years to talk about this independent soul music business thing that we do. Uh, so who, 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 who the fuck is Uncle Otis? 
<laughs> you know, we're all legends in our own mind, you know what I mean? But I'll tell you who I am. I'm a, man, I'm the godfather of indie soul. And I say it like that because I mean it like that. Uh, back 1998, uh, I had the pleasure, the esteemed pleasure of meeting Miss Ndambi, Shanita Gilbert, uh, Ndambi. I uh, met her, actually I was introduced to her by my cousin, uh, Brother Jumba, Gino Young out of Dallas, Texas, dynamic singer, songwriter, producer, writer, father, husband, community man, icon, you know, you have it, he is it. That's my man. Um, he introduced me to her. Uh, he was singing backup at the time, back in 1998. Um, had just got off tour with a, a wonderful good friend of mine, uh, old school friend of mine, Miss uh, Erica Badu. Uh, and uh, Eric and I, I've known her since I was 13 years old. I used to go to the School of Arts with her. And uh, we both lived in South Dallas at the time. I lived in Dixon Circle. And uh, we used to ride the bus together. And that's how we met. And that's how we, uh, yo, you know, it's over 33, 34 years ago. You know what I mean? So, nevertheless, uh, Junebug was singing back up for Erica. And um, he uh, just got off tour. And uh, at the time, I was selling cars, of all things. Um, I was selling uh, Jeeps, Chryslers, Volkswagens. And uh, he came down uh, to purchase a car from me. He just got off tour with Badu. And, uh, you know, we found him a nice little SUV, you know, Rodeo, Azuzu or something like that. I remember it was blue or black. I don't know. Anyway, got him a good deal on it. And, uh, you know, we're finishing up the transaction. He's like, yo, I've got a friend that needs a car. Her name is Ndambi. Uh, he might have said Shanita. You know, I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, he said, uh, hey, we just got off tour. She sings back up with me with Erica. We've been on the road. She just got off tour. Uh, she's got a car that she wants to trade, etc., uh, etc. Et and I was like, cool. Yeah, man, I'd love to help her out, man. I'll try to get her the best deal I can, you know. And um, so in any event, he forwards on my number. A couple days later, uh, I get a telephone call from her. We set up a time for her to come down to the dealership. And I was like, yo, that's a cool lady, nice little conversation, you know, nice, gentle demeanor. So day shows up, uh, comes up where she's supposed to come down to the dealership. She comes down, but um, I see a familiar face walking in front of her. Um, I saw her sister, a good friend of mine, classmate from Lincoln High School, Miss Shani and uh, Gillespie. And um, I was like, yo, <laughs> Yo, what are you doing here, girl? How you doing? I mean, I hadn't seen her in 20 years, so I don't know how long, but a long time, you know. And uh, she looked fantastic. And I was like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, what's going on? You know, man, I haven't seen you in forever. And she said, my sister's here. You know, she came to see you about a car. And I was like, Psh, oh, and Dombey is your sister. Well, cool, you know. Uh, so I'm down be standing there, pretty lady, beautiful brown eyes. That was the first thing I noticed about her. Um, she always had an eclectic, funky little style, too. She had on some shell toe 
uh, Adidas, no socks, cut off jeans, this cut off shirt, and uh, <laughs> had a hair and afro puffs. You know what I mean? With little braids coming down the side, you know, in front of her ears. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, <laughs> hey, how you doing? So anyway, she came on in and we, um, you know, we had a nice little conversation. Uh, at the time, uh, she came down for a uh, Volkswagen Beetle. The first year that they changed the body style up, she wanted one of those bad and she had to have it. At the time, the, uh, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even out yet. Because it didn't come out till 1999, so what she did was she was like, "Yo, uh, we will put. We had a, a waiting list for the uh, vehicle, and uh, she put five hundred dollars down for the, you know, on the waiting list, and uh, you know, we, you know, appraised the uh, old man's, uh, her, excuse me, not her old man, her uh, father just passed away and uh, left her uh, this big, beautiful, um, burgundy." Eldorado, Cadillac, and uh, yeah, Reverend Cleo Gillespie, uh, really good man. But uh, yeah, he had passed away and left her a vehicle, and uh, she wanted to trade it out because it was, it, was, it was an airplane. It was huge. So nevertheless, got the transaction all done, you know, and uh, sent her on her way. We had a great time, though. It was very, very, very good time, easy going. Um, a couple of days later, she gives me a call up, and she says, hey, how you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> nice to meet you. You know, I didn't know whether to call about first name or last name or what. You know what I mean? I was still trying, trying to be in professional mode. You know what I mean? Um, so nevertheless, um, she was like, hey, Junebug, Gino is having a, uh, a uh, birthday party at the church. And I wanted to see if you want to come down and, you know, hang out, you know, a little bit. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, why? Yes, I do, young lady. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, after work, I um, got off, um, went home, uh, got myself together, freshened up a little bit. Then I uh, went through the church and um, I uh, saw everybody gave and down me some love, gave everybody else some love around and met some new people, said hello, gave them my greetings. And then Junebug came walking down the hallway and he looks at me and he's like, yo, Otis, man, what's going on, brother? Gave me, gave me a hug and shit. And he was like, yo, what you doing here? And I said, well, and Dombey invited me to come on out and hang out with you and, you know, celebrate your birthday. You know what I mean? And he was like, he looked at her and she said, why, yes, I did. <laughs> Junebug looked back at me and was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was. That's how we met. Um, but from that day on, you know, um, we had a good time at the church, you know what I mean? But from that day on, we communicated daily. Uh, we saw each other daily. And then, you know, after that, after a week or so, we were, you know, together every day. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, man, this really is just about how we met, you know, you know, how we, uh, how everything came to be. But, um, after that, we, um, one night I'm sitting back chilling over her crib. We're just relaxing. One Love Jones kind of night. And, uh, we had, uh, you know, we all knocked chomper in the air, just ate some vegetarian food, had candles on, listened to some good music. And, um, uh, D'Angelo was out at the time and then, you know, just, just vibing, you know. 
And she says, uh, you want to hear, hear, hear my, my music? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know about you singing with, you know, Badu on her, you know, her record, you know, the live joint. That's actually where I had first heard her voice, et cetera. And uh, she was like, no, I've got an album already done, already finished. Uh, and I'm looking at her like, excuse me, what are you talking about? <clears throat> and she's like, yeah, I've had an album I finished up. In fact, it was done before Erica's album. And my eyebrow raised. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. Erica was listening to my album while recording her album. <laughs> I said, well, isn't that interesting? So um, bottom line is she gets up. She goes over to the... Um, she goes over to the uh, CD rack across the room. And... Uh, you know, looks through the CD rack and she finds a CD, you know, just a regular CDR case and picks it up and says, literally blowing dust off of it and uh, puts it in and comes back over, comes back over and uh, sits down. And this is what I hear. Oh, yeah, we interactive over here, baby. We interactive over here all day. So that immediately caught my attention. Picture this. Um, and she says, um, actually, we don't say shit. For 69 minutes and 15 seconds or however long the album is, we didn't say nothing. We just sat there and just vibed and took in the moment. And uh, I could tell that uh, this, the, the music and the recording of it, and it was going through her head, you know what I mean? Because it's a very introspective moment, you know what I mean? I'd only known her about three, four weeks maybe, um, but it was the first time I saw the look I saw on her face uh, when she was listening to her music. And uh, I was blown away. Blown the fuck away. I was like, yo. <laughs> yo. So... After the music went off, um, we, I looked at her <laughs> and I said, what was that? What was that? What was that? Wait, 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 where'd that come from? Who, who, who is that girl? Who's that woman that's on those recordings right there? Tell me. You know, I want to meet her. Bring her out <laughs> if you're hiding her. And she laughed and we giggled and uh, about it and, uh, you know, very humble, you know, because in Dombey, if you know her, if you ever met her, if you don't have met her, it doesn't matter. But I'll tell you about her. You know, she's uh, one of those type of people that she's not the type of artist that walks around the house singing, at least back in the day when we were accompanied. Uh, she doesn't walk around singing, you know, la la la, singing her own tunes, or you know, if if anything else, she'll hump some shit, and then you ask her to sing out loud, and she's like, nah, I'm good, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm good. It's not happening, brother. But thank you, thank you. 
And uh, so anyway, I was still looking at her like, yo, who's that? Well, I mean, so what's going on? What's happening with that? I don't understand. And she was like, you, the album's already done. I said, who, who did it? And she told me that, you know, the producer's name and the brother named Madaku Chinwa, a good friend of hers, and uh, told me about the other music he had done for Erica as well. And I was like, yo. It was, it was, she was amazing. I said, so what's going on with that? And she was like, well, you know, um, none of the labels are biting. You know, none of them know what to do with me. Uh, I've talked to a couple of them, I guess, and nobody... Uh, I don't know, nobody's interested. Uh, Erica, you know, we had a kind of a pact that, uh, you know, we would, you know, you know, because they were making music at the same time, you know, and uh, that's definitely the thing that bonded them as artists. And, uh, you know, she said we made a pact that whoever got their deal first um, would take the other on the road with them. Erica got hers first, and I went out to support her and rock with her and, you know, went around the world and yah, yah, yah. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. And she said, but, you know, Erica's talked about putting me out um, on her label, or, you know, or, or putting her out and put me out. And, you know, she hadn't made a move, and we, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. And I'm frustrated. I want, I want to do my music. I want people to hear my music. And so I was like, wow. She said, I don't know. I've thought about, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Put it out myself. I don't, I don't know what to do. I have no clue. And um, I said, really? I said, wow. I was like, yo, I'm, a, I'm an artist. You know, I design clothing. I'm a creative dude, you know. Um, and I'm a salesman. I'm a businessman. I don't know nothing about the music business. But I tell you what, baby, you know, we, we, were, we, were, we were honey booze at this time, you know what I'm saying? That was my girl. I said, shit, you know, let me, let me do some research. Give me two weeks, I get back to you, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, in the midst of that, she hit, hit back out on the road. I think they had another show to do. You know, I'm still selling cars, still slinging Volkswagens and Jeeps and Volkswagen, you know, and uh, Chryslers and shit. And, um, you know, but meanwhile, you know, you know, we didn't have no Internet back then. You know, Internet was in its infancy. Uh, You know, our Internet was Borders Books, Barnes and Noble. You know what I mean? So I started hitting up Borders uh, every day after work, going over there, sitting and reading every, you know, little music business book I could get my hands on. Uh, Billboard magazine, Rolling Stone, you know, um, XL, uh, Source. You know, there are only so many, you know, publications back then that, that, you know, specialize in music or catered to music. Um, And you got to understand something, that this is before independent music. You know what I mean? It was only major labels. At that time, artists were either signed or unsigned, period. When nobody talking to the indie shit. Nobody. Zero. You know what I mean? And uh, so what I was researching was uh, uh, revolutionary. The only one that was doing some indie shit was, you know, cats like Master P, Cash Money uh, had just started. Um, and then, you know, had miscellaneous little, you know, rap groups that were following 
you know, these groups that were doing their thing. And, you know, rock and roll artists, you know, indie, you know, rock and roll artists. But there was no indie soul music. Um, there wasn't. You know, artists were signed or unsigned. You know, cats were, you know, honing their craft and shit, you know. And in terms of the sound, in terms of the music, it was being made. But it did not have an identity. It wasn't a genre yet. It was, um, it was, it was a sound. It was a sound, you know what I mean? But uh, I'll get into all that in a minute. But, I, you know, let me, let me, let me stay on course because I, I tend to ramble. <laughs> so every night I'm at Borders researching doing my research and understanding more and more about this thing and you know I wasn't convinced yet you know I really wasn't convinced yet I didn't know what to do or how to do it why to do it or you know I had didn't have the word manager in my in my in my mind and in terms of my mouth I didn't have label in in my mouth I didn't have none of that shit I just had um admiration for a creative woman I just met and uh, a desire to be creative. And that's it. No hustle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My girl was like, yo, I got a dream, goddammit. And I was like, what's well, it? You know, I don't know. If I can help you or not, I don't know. Bottom line, once I realized the profit margins in physical CDs, you know, you bought, made them for a dollar, dollar fifty, you know what I mean? And you sold them for 15, 17, 18, 20 dollars. That's all I need to know. No. <laughs> it sounds like my kind of fucking margins to me. You know what I mean? So uh, I got back to it with a nice little re- damn near a fucking report. And was like, yo, I, you know, been doing some thinking. And uh, your music is good. You know, um, I think we should start our own independent record label. You know, let's do it. Yeah, I think we should put it out independently because, um, you know, the major labels the are there. And if we do the work, if we create a vibe, if we create a buzz, if we create some type of track record, they'll come calling because they're looking for talent, you know, and they're definitely looking for talent like yours. And um, so that's what it was. You know, we about went about the work. Uh, first of all, we need to figure out, oh, we need some fucking money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had five, six, seven grand. You know, I was still slinging cars. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So that is the inaugural episode of the Uncle Otis Show. Uh, I want to thank everybody else for listening, taking the time out of your busy, busy, busy creative day to uh, spend it with me. Um, Got a lot more content coming to your way in the next couple weeks. Got a whole lot to unpack, and I'm going to take my time because I want to make certain that the information is informative, accurate, and something that uplifts and inspires at the same time. 
um, got some special guests that are going to be joining us next week as well. Uh, they were supposed to be in my city, Las Vegas, uh, but it's not going to happen. Uh, so I think we're just going to do a regular old phone interview and uh, just got to firm up, up the time um, that that's going to be happening. Um, when I do, I'll be certain to uh, put a little post out there to let people know when to uh, tune in and uh, when I'm going to be posting uh, said interview. All right. But other than that, have a fantastic freaking day. Um, one love, one love, one love, one love, one love. Peace.